Justin Turner was one of the most surprising players for the Boston Red Sox in the 2023 season. Tune into today's episode of Locked On Red Sox, where I tell you all the other most surprising players of the campaign. You are Locked On Red Sox, your daily Boston Red Sox podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to Locked On Red Sox, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Gabby Hurlbut, former ESPN social media associate and current host of the Boston Balling Podcast, here to bring you the latest in all things Boston Red Sox, Monday through Friday, straight to your favorite podcast feed, whether that's Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, you name it. We're there. Tune into Lockdown Red Sox every day. Thank you for making the show your first listen of every day. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more. Right now, new customers can bet $5 and get 200 in bonus bets. Guaranteed. Visit FanDuel.com slash Lockdown to get started. Thank you for starting your day off by listening to Lockdown Red Sox or Maybe you're listening during your lunch break, or maybe you just finished your long work day and you wanted to get your fix of Boston Red Sox content. Whatever it may be, thank you for deciding to tune into the show. I will be bringing new Red Sox content straight to your feed every day, including today's show, which is about the most surprising players of the 2023 season for the Boston Red Sox. There were a lot of players that surprised me either in a good way or a bad way. And one player who really stood out to me in the most negative way possible was Kike Hernandez. When the Red Sox originally signed Kike, I was hoping for the best. And I thought he was going to be the type of player who was going to be able to contribute. I liked what I had seen from him in LA prior to that. Um, and I thought he was going to be a good utility player who the Red Sox could utilize in a variety of different capacities. And at the beginning, it was fine. In 2021, he played a huge role in the Red Sox ALCS run. And then even in 2022, he had a decent season with the Red Sox. It was just more for me, the degression in 2023. I mean, I wasn't asking for just perfection from Kike or asking him to be the best utility guy in baseball, but we're talking about a guy who really had degressed and took a turn for the worse. Offensively in 2022, he finished the season with a batting average of 222. Um, And for the most part during that season, he was fluctuating somewhere in the lower 200s, which is okay, but not the best. So from a hitting standpoint, I wasn't overly surprised that in 2023, he degressed the way that he did um, because he ended the season in 2023 with a batting average of 237. But for the last month, he was back with the Dodgers. So he was starting to hit better in LA which obviously seems like a more comfortable place for him. Whereas in Boston, 
he was really struggling. I mean, I think when you look at the way that he contributed in Boston versus the way that he contributed in LA, it's so much different. He was traded right before the trade deadline from the Red Sox. So it was end of July when he went to the Dodgers, but he was unable to maintain some consistency at the plate all season. And his defense is really what did him in for me. He had the lowest WAR in baseball. It was in the negatives, which basically means the Red Sox were losing games with him that they wouldn't be losing if they had a replacement player. You never want your WAR to be in the negatives. That means you're negatively contributing to your team. And if they were to take a replacement player, they would have won another game or two um, based on that. So that alone is tough, but he led baseball in errors and it just was not acceptable. When he played in the outfield, he looked more comfortable defensively. He made some nice plays out there, but when he was playing in the infield, it was a huge struggle watching him out there. So to me, what surprised me the most was just how much worse he got in the 2023 season. And by the time he was traded, it was at the point where I was relieved that he was gone. And the return, I'm actually pretty happy with the two pitching prospects that the Red Sox got in the deal when they did trade him. But it eventually got to the point with me where I wanted him gone and I was ready for him to be gone. Um, So Kike just was the type of player who just drove me completely off my nerves. And I was so happy when he wasn't with the team anymore. I admire his ability to try to get acclimated in Boston. He was making the most of the situation and playing in Boston. It seems like he was more comfortable in LA, but he was embracing the opportunity of playing in Boston. And I definitely respect that. He seems like a great person, but from a baseball standpoint, he definitely took the biggest step back to me. And I was very disappointed. The next most surprising player on the 2023 Boston Red Sox was Corey Kluber. I didn't expect him to be a top-notch pitcher in the 2023 season. He's well past his prime, but I also didn't think he was going to be as bad as he was. I mean, his ERA was over six, and he started off as a starter. Then they moved him to the bullpen, and he couldn't figure it out there either. And whenever he came out to pitch, it was just an absolute nightmare because he would fall apart and hitters were all over him. And I used to really like Kluber as a pitcher. I mean, when he was in his prime, he was absolute nails, near unhittable, really. So then he gets here to Boston and he's well past his prime and just can't even contribute anything offensively to the team. That surprised me because I thought he was going to be better than he was. Then he got injured and we had the blessing of not having to watch him pitch anymore for the rest of the season. Um, But he just could not figure it out. And even despite the injury, if I knew ahead of time the injury was going to happen, I still would have thought he was going to pitch better than he did. I really did not think he was going to be that bad. And it's disappointing because when you look at – the Red Sox and these players that they've liked to sign recently, they have this track record of signing these older pitchers to a one-year deal and hoping that they pan out. James Paxton definitely was somebody who was a surprise in how good he was. Um, But 
James Paxton also just was pretty far removed from the game for a little bit. So it was a little bit of a different situation with Corey Kluber. I don't know if it was an environment thing or what it was, but he just was so bad when he pitched here and you can't have somebody that unreliable in either your rotation or the bullpen. So I expected better. I didn't expect him to be perfect or to even be one of the top pitchers in the rotation, but I still expected him to be better than he was. I still wanted more from him. So that was a disappointing surprise to me as well. But coming up, I'm going to be revealing a couple other players that were a surprise to me. They might not have been as much of a surprise to you, but to me, they certainly were. So I'm going to be revealing that next. Are you ever looking for a way to feel prepared during situations that are out of your control? For example, what if you're traveling and you just need a peace of mind or there's a natural disaster coming and you feel like you need to be prepared or any situation where you can't reach a pharmacy or doctor, Jace case would be what you need in that situation. There's so much uncertainty in the world today, and it's important to be prepared. There's things like unrest in the Middle East, fires in Hawaii. My uncle was actually talking about the fires in Hawaii recently because he used to live there, and it's very sad. Hurricanes and tornadoes in Florida. You never really know. These things are so unpredictable. But Jace Medical has you covered for any of those situations where you can't leave your house or you can't access a doctor by getting you the Jace case. The Jace case is a personalized emergency medical kit that contains five essential antibiotics that treat the most common and deadly bacterial infections. You can also customize your case and add additional life-saving medications based on your unique needs. Jace Medical now offers customizability for your Jace case with dozens of add-on medications. Choose the medications that best fit you and your family's unique needs. Basically, you want to make sure that the Jace case is on you when you have it because it kind of defeats the purpose if you don't. So if you go on a plane, you want to have it with you. If you're going on a train, you want to have it with you. You just never know and you always want to be prepared for whatever comes your way. So the Jace case can absolutely save your life. You know what else can also save your life is Sirius XM. You just have to download the SiriusXM app and search Red Sox, and you can get the home broadcast of every game straight to your feed so you don't have to miss a single pitch. And you're not going to want to miss a single pitch as 2024 will be a much better season for the Boston Red Sox than 2023 was. And one of the players who helped make that happen and held that hope for Red Sox fans is Jaron Duran. The progression that this kid made in 2023 was very surprising. We saw the potential there, and he had been struggling. So I didn't think it would be that quickly for him to recover from that and get back to being the highly desired prospect that people were waiting on. His outfield defense was very good in 2023. He had a huge amount of success at the plate. And he was simply just fun to watch because of his speed. Jaron Duran makes a lot of things happen. And from watching him play, you feel confident in the player that's there. There was 
a period of time in the season where he was batting over 400. On May 4th, he had a 417 batting average. And for the most part during the season, he had his batting average over three. He ended it on August 20th with a 295 average, but then again was injured for the rest of the season and he missed it. So I'm inclined to think that his batting average would have jumped back up to over three had he played the last month of the season. His batting average and on-base percentage are both important to note because the on-base percentage at the end of his time this season was 346. And that's the thing with Jaron Duran is he was able to gain more and more comfortability as the season progressed. So he was getting himself on base and turning singles into doubles and just making a huge splash so that he would be that guy who – the Red Sox could rely on at the top of the order or wherever it was in the lineup that he was hitting, they could move him around and he would still hit well. So I really enjoyed watching him play from that standpoint. The Jaron Duran that we saw in 2022 was a player who was still trying to figure things out and find his game. And people were really giving up on him and his ability level. Um, and he ended that season in 2022 with a batting average of 220. So not as good as what he had in 2023. Um, the entire month of August, he was struggling a bit more than he might have had early on. So that left a sour taste, it seemed like, in some fans' mouths. But he was one of the best most consistent offensive players for Boston when he was there in the lineup. And it was a great feeling having somebody like Duran on the team, because if you have a guy like that, who is versatile and is not afraid to be confident, that's going to get the team far. And Duran to me is the type of player that I could see them maybe thinking about trading down the road but should definitely be keeping for now because he could provide a lot of value. And when they're looking to really round out their lineup for the 2024 season, you want Jaron Duran in that lineup for multiple reasons. And the progression that he made in the 2023 season was definitely one of the biggest surprises to me. Another big surprise to me was Justin Turner. I've always been a fan of Turner. I think he's a very good player. And when he was in LA, he was clutch in so many situations for them in the preseason, in the postseason, during the season. He was the guy who all around was reliable and always had a good attitude to go with it. So I had a good feeling about him coming in but when I had a good feeling, I did not think he was going to turn into one of the best hitters on the team. And I would be referring to him as Mr. Clutch all season long, which he truly, truly was. For the entirety of the season, he had a consistent batting average of around 285. And his on-base percentage was around 355. Um, and obviously, those went up and down a little bit over time. But he really was one of the most consistent Red Sox hitters. He was the guy that you wanted at the plate when there were runners on base. Um, so he was that guy who was coming up big in those situations and helped the Red Sox win a lot of games because of it. And from a locker room leadership standpoint, he was 
the guy who was really helping those younger players out and helping to facilitate walking them through hardships, talking about what it's like to go through things like getting DFA'd or getting released in your career and kind of climbing back up from that. And I had a Red Sox beat reporter on the show as a guest a few months back, and he was saying how there were people around the Red Sox clubhouse that were calling Justin Turner the best clubhouse leader that the team has ever had. And that's a powerful statement because if you think about some of the legends that have come through Boston, like Dustin Pedroia, Jason Veritek, um, David Ortiz, um, you know, Pedro Martinez, legendary players that all resembled good leadership qualities for people to say that Justin Turner is the best clubhouse leader that this Boston Red Sox team has ever had. That's incredibly telling of his ability level and his way of rallying his team, making everybody feel comfortable and assisting with the individual growth process of everybody on that team. So I knew that he was a good veteran presence to have in that clubhouse for sure. I wanted somebody like that to come in and be the guy who can really lead. But for me to look back on everything and say he was the glue that kept that Red Sox team together, I would not have said before the season. And I would have been surprised to hear if I told myself that um, before the season started that he would be that guy at the end of the season, I wouldn't have believed myself, but he really was. There are so many players who talked really highly of Justin Turner. And I just truly appreciate what he's done during his time in Boston. And if he's not coming back, we can always look back and appreciate him for the player that he was and the leader that he was and what he did at the plate. I mean, he had one of his best career seasons and it was just truly a banner year for him individually with the accolades. He was hitting very well. His fielding was good. I definitely think he was helping Tristan Casas out with the fielding. Um, and he just made so much of a difference. I truly believe that if you take Justin Turner out of the equation, the Red Sox would have won even less games than they did. And they won 78 games, which obviously is not a fantastic record, but I still think he helped save them and pull them out of the dark days because there were a lot of injuries to this team this year. And it wasn't a complete team as much as it could have been for a lot of the season. And when the Red Sox went on these bad slumps where they were losing a lot of games, somebody needs to be there to be able to pull them out of that. And I truly believe Justin Turner was that guy for this team. And I'm just so surprised at just how well that worked out. I thought he would be good, but I did not think this good. So big props, honestly, to Heim Bloom in the front office for signing him because he's absolutely loved by the Boston fan base and his wife loves being in this area. And he just made such a difference. Now the question is, will he come back? We'll find out soon enough, but coming up, I'm going to be talking about a couple more players who intrigued me and were the most surprising part of the bunch of the 2023 season. Now is your chance to get into FanDuel sports betting if you haven't already. They are the best sports betting site that you can get on, and I know so many people who have won a ton of money 
from FanDuel. It's super easy. My fiance has been betting on the playoff baseball games through FanDuel, and he's been able to win a good amount of money doing that. And I highly recommend it for anybody who's just starting out in the sports betting space because FanDuel gives you so many opportunities to win. You can even bet the smallest thing for $5 and have a chance to win $200 or $300 if it hits. There's so many different things you can do. Like you can just bet straight up. Will the Phillies win or will the Diamondbacks win or who's going to win the World Series? Will it be, you know, the Rangers? You can bet on so many different things like that and win a lot of money. Or you can bet on more specific in-game scenarios. Like for the first five innings of the game, the Rangers have to have at least a two-run lead. And there's more specific ones like that. But if you're just starting off, you can do it more general. So it really helps people at every level of their sports gambling experience, which is what makes FanDuel as great as it is. October baseball is back, and you can make your postseason debut with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Join FanDuel today, and you'll get started with $200 in bonus bets, guaranteed when you place your first $5 bet. Just visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to create your new account. Then you can get in on the action from the first pitch until the final out. Bet on everything from strikeouts to home runs to who will win the game. And if you don't want to wait the whole game to get a W, predict what will happen in the next at-bat with quick bets. So head on over to FanDuel.com slash LockedOn right now. Step up to the plate this postseason with $200 in bonus bets. Guaranteed. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sports betting partner of Major League Baseball. So just don't forget when you're checking out FanDuel, just make sure you also type in that slash locked on so that you can create an account and start making a lot of money because who doesn't love money? Who also doesn't love being able to be involved with every Red Sox broadcast, whether that's watching it on TV or listening to it? In some capacity, you want to be in the loop of what's going on with this team during the games. And if you don't have time to sit on your couch and watch it, Sirius XM is exactly the right thing for you. All you have to do is download the Sirius XM app, just search for it in the app store, and then search Red Sox within the app, and you can get the home broadcast of every game straight to your feed so that you don't have to miss a single pitch. Isn't that so nice, not having to miss a single pitch of the game? I don't miss games and I don't miss pitches. Not everybody's as crazy about that as me, but if you are, or even if you want to just try to keep up with the team more than you were able to, at least if you're driving somewhere or on the go, you can listen to it. Hey, even if you're doing your grocery shopping in the evening and you really want to watch the Red Sox game too, but you have to get on the shopping because your family's nagging you about it, put on the headphones, listen to the game and get your grocery shopping done. So it's a win-win for everybody because you were able to listen to the game and get the grocery shopping in. So download the SiriusXM app today, search Red Sox, and they will have you covered. Another player to me from the 2023 Boston Red Sox that really stood out and surprised me was James Paxton. He came off of an injury in which he had missed the entire 2022 season. Um, and we weren't really sure when he was going to be coming back at first. The reports were saying ideally he'd come back about halfway through the season, um, but there was no real definite on when that was actually going to be. For him, after having missed a lot of time, he 
really didn't get to pitch that much. 2020 was the last time that he had really put in a lot of heavy pitching work. So then he comes into 2023. And when he first started it with the Red Sox, his first outing was May 12th. Um, and his ERA was decent. I mean, he struggled for a couple starts in May, getting his ERA up to a 514, but then he bounced back down even to below three. In some cases, he ultimately ended the season with a 450 earned run average, but he was pitching well until about mid-July. It was really around the halfway point he started to decline because on July 8th, he had an earned run average of 273, and then it jumped up to 351 in his next outing, and it kind of stayed around the 350 mark for the rest of the season. So it doesn't seem like it's that drastic of a change, but when you've been averaging um, a certain number, something obviously changed that kind of piled up to affect those numbers the way that it did. So I was surprised by him for two reasons. One, because of how well he was actually pitching early on. I expected him to be incredibly rusty and really struggle because of how long he had been away from the game. But he actually was one of the Red Sox best and most consistent pitchers throughout the season. And then in the second half, when he started to decline, that also surprised me because the James Paxton I saw early on was the James Paxton I thought I was going to have all season long. And I was like, wow, we are so spoiled as Red Sox fans if we get to watch this version of James Paxton all season because there were skeptics and there were people who didn't think he was going to pan out. But I kept saying, I believe in him. I feel like he can be that guy who can help lead this pitching staff. Um, and for a while during the season, he really was. So I was surprised by how well he was pitching and how valuable he was. And then I was also surprised when that dropped down. That's another situation where the Red Sox are just trying to sign a pitcher on a small deal who is low risk, high reward, and may be able to provide a lot of value and make the Red Sox look like geniuses or doesn't provide much value. And the Red Sox still look like geniuses because it wasn't an expensive deal. So either way, it was a kind of a win-win for them. Obviously they want the team to be good and they want pitchers out there who are going to really contribute and be valuable, but it doesn't necessarily always happen, especially with guys like that who have shown a serious case of injuries over the years and can't seem to stay healthy a lot of times for a full season. So I'm glad that, you know, he, for that first half, really was shoving in his starts and had a great half of the season because it kind of did start to go downhill in the second half. But the other big player that pops into my head among the category of most surprising players with the Boston Red Sox really was Tristan Casas. And it's more based on how he played in the beginning of the season versus the end. I did do an episode yesterday that was basically analyzing Tristan's season and how he stacked up to everybody else. And his numbers in the second half of the season were like night and day compared to the first half. The first half of the season, he was definitely trying to get his bearings, find his footing, figure out how he was going to contribute to this team and what his comfortable style of baseball was. And I was being patient. Some people weren't and saying, you know, I don't like this kid. He's not going to be that good. But his second half really, really gave Gunnar Henderson a run for his money for 
rookie of the year. Um, I am a huge Tristan Casas supporter. He absolutely exploded in the second half. And it surprised me because I didn't think it would be that much of a leap. I thought it was going to be more, he was going to have to take some more time to get acclimated with everything. And especially with the numbers he had in the first half, something triggered him. And for the whole second half of the season, he was just locked in and focused and so confident. And wherever that came from, I hope it continues into 2024 because we're going to need that version of Casas that we saw in that second half. And again, I mentioned him earlier, but I think Justin Turner does have a part in that and really helped grow Casas's game and improve his plate discipline and help to relieve some of the pressure that comes with playing at the major league level because he just looks so much more comfortable out there than he did in the whole first half of the season. So what surprised me the most about him was just how dramatic that turnaround was. And I don't know if he had a heart to heart with himself or he talked to Alex Cora, but somebody talked to Tristan Casas or he adjusted something and then it was just full speed ahead for the rest of the season for him without hesitation. And he was able to just get the job done and just put together some very consistent, productive at bats and be honestly one of the Red Sox best players in that second half. So I'm expecting a big year from him in 2024 based on what I saw. But that quick transition made him to me among that group of top six players that were the most surprising this season on the Boston Red Sox. Be sure to continue to tune into the show every day because there's brand new content every single day. Tune in next week as I have a special guest coming on the show and joining me to give some special insight that you won't want to miss. So don't forget to keep making Lockdown Red Sox your first listen of every day. Don't forget as well to download the SiriusXM app and search Red Sox and you can get the home broadcast of every game for free. As always, keep the faith, go Red Sox, and I will catch you on the flip side.